From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning, focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. It's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Radio Hour as we launch our 24th year on the air. And we'd like to thank everybody who has helped us along the way, especially you, the listeners. We are pleased uh, today to welcome in Alex Peraza, the Regional Coordinator for Youth and Young Adult Ministry and Pastoral Juvenile here in the Diocese of Sacramento. Alex, good to hear your voice. Very nice to be with you, Bob. It's an, um, an exciting day, exciting moment, like you said. It's a little cold for my taste, but, you know, <laughs> we, we shouldn't complain. I keep telling myself that. I'm praying complain. for spring. Uh, yeah, this year more than ever, right? Yes, yes, this year more <laughs> than ever. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you, Alex, you and I are both warm warm weather cousins. Yes, yes, this, this, the humidity, the humidity. Yes. Yes, right. I, I feel like I'm a doc. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just I don't know this year. Thank God, thank you, Lord, for the rain. But I'm, that's it. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> now you can stop. <laughs> yeah. uh, we thank you from the bottom of our heart. Now, that's right. Let, let's move on. That's <laughs> nothing like telling God what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, He listens, right? Yeah, now, yeah. Well, that's that's. Uh, that's great, Alex. So, um, a lot happening, but right around the corner now, World Youth Day in Lisbon. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me it's right around the corner. Yeah, it's exciting. It's nerve breaking. It's gonna be a fun time. That week. Yes, July twenty ninth through August seventh is our pilgrimage, mm-hmm. so and we is, are excited. Uh, is is the uh, is is it sold out already, or can people still uh, be part of it? We we accomplished. We have the number of people we need. Uh, we we made a uh, an odd reservation for thirty three people, mm-hmm. and we have thirty three people including. So we are sold out. You're full up. Very good. Very good. So tell us a little bit about that about that trip and what what makes World Youth Day so significant. It's the largest gathering of young people in the world. Mm-hmm. It started by um, Saint John Paul II. Um, uh, the Pope uh, called out, wishing uh, to uh, renew, rejuvenate the faith of young people. And um, people didn't know if it was going to work out or not. And there was a lot of it was, you, you know the date better than I do. You are better at those things in the late age. I believe mm-hmm. when when started, um, and then um, and the surprise of many young people responded, and they gathered. The person was in Rome, right? And then and then it's been moving around. To, um, it, it actually has come to the United States once, and um, now going back to Europe. The last one was in Panama. Uh huh. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, when they uh, when they started this, they had no idea <laughs> what how overwhelmingly popular it would be. Yes, yes. I mean, it was at a time in the late eighties when people were saying the studies were showing that there was no faith, that the young people had um, no interest in uh, religious matters and what have you. And so um, they they started this, 
and you were surprised because young people uh, spend money because spend money on pilgrimages, and they did it and they went and the love for the Pope uh, only grew, and the respect for the Pope for what he said. I mean, there are moments of silence that are significant. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, um, you say, how can the Pope uh, quiet uh, a million people? And, and it's not the Pope himself, but the Lord, right? That quietly. Very significant. Yeah. And, and, and all the popes have, that uh, John Paul II and uh, Pope Benedict and now Pope Francis, they've all been enthusiastic supporters of World Youth Day. Yes, yes, and they've been present. I mean, they, they've they never sent a uh, delegate, no matter their uh, health or um, where it is, uh, or the time. Because these things take place at night, most of the staple events, they, uh, they are present. Or even even once or twice when it poured rain. Yes, yes. I mean, it's, it's I mean, my my um, the, the moment that I hold uh, in my heart was in Germany, um, but it was raining and it was it, it was um, a sea of people, and then they built a mountain where the altar was, mm-hmm. and uh, when they said the Pope was uh, in the state in the the Pope had entered so, how they announced it, then you could see the clouds part. Mm-hmm. So by the time the Pope actually <laughs> entered that location, it had stopped raining. And it was so beautiful that, that I mean, I don't know, God, God did it for me, I think. It was uh, the amount the clouds uh, in the sun, it, was, it looked beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, but I know that in the Philippines it didn't stop raining. I think in the Philippines is the kind of the world record for the most people at a papal mass or at any mass. Yes, I mean any event. <laughs> any event, yeah, any any event. Uh, five million people. Wow. And uh, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not sure how many people. I don't know if it was when Pope Francis went to the Philippines for what was it? The, the world family. I think he was. Yeah, in, in Philadelphia. Went. No, 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 in the Philippines. Oh, in the Philippines, in, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, right. It, it was, like, raining as well. It was a horrible weather. And I think it had, like, I think between three and four. But um, the mass with John Paul II was still the larger than that one. But they, they both had um, a rain. That's what I unified, united in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's 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 just remarkable, isn't it? Yes, yes. So we had our first. Um, uh, finally, we had a. Now that we have a group, we we gather in uh, St. Patrick's in Platterville. We invited the pilgrims to join, and um, we um, the ones that couldn't be basically they joined me too, and um, and we started our um, journey together. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called the catechesis. Uh, it's a series of catechesis leading us to the to the actual um, event. And then there's going to be more catechesis afterwards to kind of talk about it. And what I really liked about because the theme is, um, is Mary. Mary rose and went with haste. That's, that's the theme of the day. So it's a Marian theme. And so um, uh, it was... Uh, 
we talked a lot about um, seeing people on the go and being somebody that is not um, a young person that is not just seeing, but, is, but has dreams and is going to go. Um, uh, this guy came from the Vatican. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's a little booklet that you read. And that is, so this is, I, I'm excited. I mean, I thought the theme was, was exciting. So, Lisbon is not that far from Fatima. Is there is there a plan for people to go to Fatima? Yes, yes. So, so the exciting thing is that um, we get we're gonna go to first of all Santiago de Compostela. We're gonna take a bus there, and we're gonna and then we're gonna come back to Lisbon, and then we're gonna go to Fatima um, one of the days and spend um, half a day there, so we can visit um, Our Lady and. And uh, pray. I mean, there's masses like every hour on the hour, so hopefully we we get to be part of that. How I'm ex- excited about that. How exciting to go to Fatima! I think the what was the hundredth uh, anniversary was what 2017, maybe um, something like that. Mm-hmm. The hundredth anniversary of the apparitions there, and uh, wow. Yes, yes, I am, uh, Father. Um, uh, Michael Wood is on um, uh, on a retreat there. He went uh, mm-hmm. for a retreat, and he um, he sent a picture. I talked to his mom, um, uh, and he sent a picture of the original tree where Our Lady appeared. Wow! Uh-huh. So I want to go and see that. <laughs> I mean, talk about a um, uh, history and a spiritual moment, right? Right. Um, so, mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's fascinating. And, and Lisbon is a beautiful city. Yeah, and you know, I didn't even, I mean, until this whole ordeal, I didn't know it was a port city. Yes, yeah, right on the water, yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know that, and then I didn't know that sardines was the, the popular food. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I like sardines with ketchup. <laughs> I, yeah, they they actually pack sardines with ketchup now. Yeah, yeah I mean, I even I, saw some in the store that were packed with mustard, which didn't quite work for me. But yeah, yeah, mustard, mustard, no. But ketchup. <laughs> I mean, you have your your protein and your vegetables right there. Yeah, that's that's right. And usually they pack it in olive oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get you get you're getting everything. You're getting fruit of the fruit of the tree and fruit of the sea. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, yeah. And of course, I'm being in the presence of uh, the Holy Father and listening to his uh, speeches. Yeah. So how does how does it how does it work on a day to day when you're a pilgrim to to like World Youth Day? So the whole event um, is going to start on a Tuesday with um, welcoming back mass um, by. Of course, the bishop, our bishop, that is chosen to represent um, Portugal, and um, uh, I don't know if um, somebody's going to be representing the uh, the pope at, at that point. But it starts with the mass, and then every day um, uh, from Wednesday to Friday, there's morning activity, which includes uh, catechesis, uh, mass, different places by language, and then. Um, on Thursday is the papal welcoming. Mm-hmm. The pope comes and uh, there's a gathering 
and then on Friday is the traditional uh, way of the craft. And um, um, is the way they set it up that um, they put it, they um, is being prayed in in different um, areas of the city, and then it um, it culminates in in the big venue where the Pope is, and then the Pope prays, and there's a, a speech of some sort, a homily, and then on the, on the Saturday evening, usually Saturday morning, uh, there's um, a mass by country, so the United States has a mass, and then you walk to where the final mass is going to take place in a pilgrimage. Hmm. And, uh, and that's that would be Saturday evening, and, and that's the most, in my opinion, one of the most beautiful moments. The Saturday evening, yeah, when you're in this area, and then there's adoration, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you see everybody inside. Now, some people stay in hotels. Do some people camp out? For that evening, in particular, you you should everybody comes out, uh-huh. camps out, because. Um, you can you can go back to the hotel and then come back. Uh-huh. The only challenge is that when the pope when the pope is on the move, uh, usually they shut down uh, transportation. Oh sure, yeah. Until he gets to the destination he's going. I I, I was at uh, the World Family Days in uh, Philadelphia a few years ago, um, and uh, covering it, and it was. I found that out the hard way, uh, trying to get from my hotel to they were going to have the, the the well they had a headquarters where we were broadcasting where all the broadcasters from around the world would, would gather, and it was on the other side of the papal route, and the, the first few days we were there, uh, we could just you know walk from our hotel which was four or five blocks down and cross whatever main street it was on you know. With the crosswalk, and go to go to the the press headquarters for the broadcasting headquarters, and but on the day when he was actually going to going to go out to the to the Ben Franklin Parkway for an out for the the outdoor mass, that road it was it wasn't just shut off, Alex. It was <laughs> it was guarded, and they didn't care. We had press credentials. They didn't care what we had. You weren't going to get to cross that street. I thought we were going to have to dig a tunnel, you know, or or take a cab. In all, they, they, and they shut down all the cabs in the city as well. The cabs, the buses, everything was just shut down for for that period of time until the Pope got from wherever he was staying to where Holy Mass was going to be, and so it was. Uh, well, we we it, it all worked out, but it was uh, it was a, a lesson learned. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to get you you, you have to time it, right? Yeah. So you're not on the street because, like in in the other cities, if they shut down public transportation, that's it. Yeah. You're yeah. you're walking. To the you're walking, place, and right? and even then, uh-huh. a lot of streets are not going to let you cross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even even if you're on foot. So yeah, it's a uh, it's it's. I I know I there were some people that uh, needed to get to the airport, and there was just no way they could get to the airport. <laughs> Cabs were shut, everything was shut down. But, yeah, and, and, you know, and that's why we are not coming back uh, the day of the mass, uh-huh. the closing mass. We're just going to wait until the following day. Cause, I mean, once, uh, they say once they release the, the people, I mean, it's, it's just 
uh, difficult to get public transportation anymore. I can't it's imagine right how how busy the Lisbon airport is going to be. You know, the day before or two days before, and 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 the day or two afterward. I just can't even imagine how. <laughs> I can handle all that traffic. I I presume a lot of people are uh, are arriving um, uh, on charters. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was you know it's one thing if you're arriving on regularly scheduled airlines, but then you know there got to be a lot of charters as well. As are, is the Sacramento group is thirty three, so you probably didn't charter a plane. You're just you're flying commercially, I presume. Yes, correct. We yeah. we have um, a group rate, they say. Right, mm-hmm. right. And you fly out of San Francisco. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you fly nonstop to Lisbon from San Francisco? No, I don't know. Um, we cannot afford those flights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, nonstop international, it can get pretty expensive. Uh, yeah, we we are the other type of people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Pope Benedict in Germany didn't he arrive by boat? Yes, yes. Um, part of the route, the route. Well, actually, even to the main mass, uh, he arrived by by boat, uh, and it was um, uh, it was so cold. And um, I mean, I remember him looking very um, um very cold. <laughs> very <laughs> was cold. It, was was he able to walk on water? Uh, no, no. He just walked, <laughs> not some uh, drove on water. Yeah, it was it was it was. That that was was so cold. Yeah, I mean, I think I it, that was one where it rained too, didn't it? It did. It did rain. Yeah. But um, it didn't affect the rain. Didn't affect because it rained in the morning or moments that people were not gathering. Mm. So it wasn't as bad um, a bad situation with the rain. Right. Right. Um, um, because we we stayed in the near the ocean. We um we got a uh, hospital, um, and um, and they had a lot of activities like um, n- near the area where we were, and it would rain before, and then it would rain after, but mm-hmm. not not during the um, what it was it was because we were, the summer here was the winter there, and uh, so that was uh, significant. Wow. So, how many World Youth Days have you been to? I've been to four. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, now, so you went to Rio? No, I went to Rome. Rome. Um, uh, Germany. Australia. Oh no, this is gonna be my fourth. Mm-hmm. This will be your fourth. Okay. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Not. Not. Um, so not, did, uh, did it really vary? Based on the culture, but based on you know you're, you're going to Italy for one, you're going to to Germany for another, you're going to Australia for another. Did it did it vary, or was it pretty much the same no matter where the venue was? Well, it's the same element, but not the same um, expression. Mm-hmm. The expression are very cultural. Um, the, in Australia, was they um, the, it was in the time when um, Colonel Pell was Archbishop back mm-hmm. then. Um, they were going through the reconciliation with the Aboriginal people. Right. So the the Aboriginal people were um, very prominent 
mm-hmm. faith. Mm-hmm. So it was really, really cool um, how they express faith. And, um, wow. and we got to see the Jibiritu, I mean, um, as part of the, the worship, a call to prayers. I mean, it was very, very nice. And, uh, and in Germany, um, uh, Germany had a um, local um, cultural expression um, of, um, of faith, um, but um, not as much as, as um, Australia. And then in Rome, it was really interesting because they allowed different cultures mm-hmm. to uh, be present in the um, more visibly present during the masses. So there were some rites that I had never seen. I remember um, in um, one of the times for the Lamb of God, one of the uh, Asian minor communities had a rite of, um, or a, a custom of, of doing uh, rose petals. Um, and, uh, and they had this rose petal um, uh, kind of... Um, I don't want to, it was not a dance, but it was a, a, like a rite of, of rose petals. I mean, it was very, very, I had never seen that or experienced that. And it was very beautiful because we were singing to the Lamb of God and, they were, and then it was like all these petals flying around. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. so it all depends, I guess, on the, on the um, culture because in the, in the opening is where you see more um, expressions of the culture. Uh-huh. Wow. Not like in the in the Olympic Games that is um, <laughs> really, really elaborate. This, this, this is more subdued. Wow. Wow. What what a what a thrill. I bet you bet you're really looking forward to 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 Lisbon. Uh, I I you know once in a while I run into somebody uh who has been to Portugal, but um not that often. Seems not to be um, first European choice for a city, but uh, but it, it, we're looking forward to it. To, it's a pretty beautiful city. We're gonna go in uh, to the birth. Uh, well, it's not a. It's now um, a church where San Antonio of Padua. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, That's born. right. Mm-hmm. In 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 Lisbon. Yeah. One of my one of my daughters uh, was in Lisbon and brought me a rosary from there, and uh, uh, very special, just very special, and and a holy card of, of Saint Saint Anthony of Padua. Yeah, it's um, it's very um, um, beloved thing. So, Alex. Uh, between now and then, uh, you still you have, still have a, <laughs> a duties here. Uh, what are you working on? Well, we are working on a young adult conference uh-huh. coming up in March. We're trying to um, uh, uh, fine tune the, the the details. Find details from as soon as we have it. I'm gonna send it to you so, we can, so you're aware. And also, we have. Um, retreats and what have you, but in my, um, in my, um, uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm in charge of, uh, confirmation and I think it would be, um, 
interested. We have um, Bob McCarty. He is um, Dr. Bob McCarty. He wrote um, uh, or headed some of the research on why young adults are living mm-hmm. and how to assist families um, in building the domestic church. So I'm excited. I have a, a training coming up in uh, the end of March. Mm-hmm. He's going to be um, speaking to um, the catechists, um, parents, um, anyone that wants to listen, they're invited. And, um, and you'll see more, more coming up in the coming week about that. And then uh, in May, we have our Casaidu Pastoral Juvenil, mm-hmm. uh, young adult um, uh, ministry with a flavor. Uh, Hispanic flavor, and we're going to have a retreat May 6th, not Cinco de Mayo, but uh, <laughs> the day after. Yes. Seis de Mayo. Seis de Mayo, yes. Uh, it's going to be interesting to fight. So we're busy. We're, we're trying to um, um, reach out to the parishes. I mean, um, I've been going around visiting parishes, um, supporting listening um seeing how can we support and and i can tell you that um, there's a lot of uh, faithful people doing ministry around our diocese um, with a very big heart trying to serve our young church yeah indeed indeed well well actually uh greatly appreciate you taking the time to be with us today um uh, have you packed your bag for Lisbon yet? It's only, you only got six or seven months, you know. I know how, yeah. I need to start packing a bag and walking around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will be. Uh, hopefully, um, we can get some dispatches from, from you and maybe Bishop Soto and uh, and some of the pilgrims uh, while you're there. Um, that we yeah, could that'll do. be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, let's work on that so we keep all, all of your uh, faithful uh, listeners uh, informed. Um, not radio. Well, you always say radio, but I know it's, all, it's a podcast. Yeah. But, um, but all of our uh, your faithful uh, listeners informed. And, and, of course, we're grateful. Yeah. A lot of um, uh, parishioners are donating in their parishes. To, oh, are they uh, to help people go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's so wonderful. That's very we encouraging. Thank you for doing that. And, and you know, they say they say World Youth Day, and people think teenagers. It's really young youth and young adult. Yes, mainly, mainly. Uh, well, the official age is sixteen to thirty-nine. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh huh. But our pilgrimage is eighteen and older. Okay, I just missed the cutoff. Just by a, a couple of <laughs> just um, a couple hours. of months. Yeah. <laughs> a couple. Yeah, a couple of months. There you go. <laughs> You and I missed the, the cutoff, but I, I'm going because yeah. of my job. So. Yeah, that's right. You have to go. Mm-hmm. You're, well, that's that's. I, I'm excited for you, and uh, I will certainly. We will certainly. Uh, our prayers will go with you, folks, and we'll get you on before you go, and uh, um, and then and then hopefully we'll make connections when you folks are actually in Lisbon, and and hopefully uh, even when you get that wonderful opportunity to go to Fatima. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for your prayers. We ask everybody to pray for us. These young adults can come back full of life and energized for the church here. Well, you know, that's what you hear that. I've heard people say, 
the the I don't know the the rejuvenation of my faith, or I was falling away, and I came back from Denver from years ago in Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's good stuff. It's beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Alex, God bless you and your work, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again very soon. Thank you, Bob. Blessings. Thanks. Stay safe. Indeed. Pray for spring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Alex. God bless. That's uh, Alex Barraza, who uh, does such, such great work here in the Diocese of Sacramento, the uh, Regional Coordinator for Youth and Young Adult Ministry and Pastoral Juvenile here in the Diocese of Sacramento. We'll take a uh, quick break. We'll be back with more on a Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 Van Maren Lane in Citrusites. And we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and long-standing support of the Bishop's Hour. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about Uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. 
This is James McCormick, President and CEO of the Sacramento Choral Society and Orchestra. You're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Dunning. Thank you, James, for that wonderful introduction and for all the great, great things that the Sacramento Choral Society does. We are joined by, uh, in person, by Father Memo. Father, hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Good day, yo. I don't know what time they are yeah, gonna listen yeah. to me. Uh, good to have you on the program. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. It's yeah, been, it's it's been, been a while. Bit. Yeah, you've been busy. We have been busy. Yes, yeah. this year is. You know, we are. Yeah, we are running. Yeah, <laughs> Father Memo is the vocations director here in the Diocese of Sacramento. Uh, tell just tell us just a little bit about your job. What does that entail? Yeah, my job is. I, would do in the, in, I, I do the work of promoting the vocations in the whole diocese. And the promotion of vocations starts with the priests, my party priests, right. also with the families, and also with the young people, working with young adults, working with teenagers, and even children. So my, my work um, really embraces all the life of the diocese, and also even the, the different... Um, departments of the diocese, uh-huh. like the catechesis department, uh, Catholic schools, um, everywhere. Because diocese, or rather the vocations to priesthood and religious life, they are born in families, in the families, through the faith of the people of God. Mm-hmm. So that's why I provide like that encouragement to everyone to consider the vocation and consider helping in the ministry of of Jesus calling more laborers to the to the fields, you know, to, to come and work in, mm-hmm. in the Lord's field. So that's my job. It's like in general, you know. In concrete, I well, I visit parishes every weekend. I visit Catholic schools. I visit the Newman Centers, which is the 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 work that we do with universities. I visit families. I organize I organize retreats for young men, young women, for young adults, retreats also for adults, mm-hmm. because they are the ones who help us in the parishes. We call that ministry parish vocation committees, and they do a, an amazing job in the in the parish level. Right. So yeah, the whole diocese, the whole people of God is involved in the promotion of vocations, and my job is to encourage them. You know, I, I remember a few years ago having an opportunity to interview uh, Cardinal Dolan, in, in New York, and he said the vocations, more often than not, begin with the family. Correct. You know, and he even talked about family dinners, you know, just that that's where his vocation had come from. That's beautiful. Actually, the new PPF, which is the new guidelines that the USCCB have edited, because well, it's an addition uh, for all of us, for the whole United States, it's called Program for Priestly Formation, that's the meaning of PPF in the sixth edition, says and states clearly that vocations are born in the families mm-hmm. and in the parish community. Yeah, for so sure. The, the whole parish community is responsible for praying and promoting the, fa- the the vocation among the families, the vocation to priestly religious life, and, and also the vocation to holy matrimony sure. and to sustain that vocation. There is one concrete parish in our diocese that does a great job, and they are St. Males. <laughs> they are, you know, a group of people. I knew who you are, were going to say that. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, they are famous. I know. They pray 
constantly. There's a group of people that pray constantly before the Blessed Sacrament. And on Sundays, they go and approach families. Hey, welcome. I haven't seen you before. You know, we have a Bible school for you. We have a formation for parents. We have a youth ministry. So mm-hmm. they... They go and reach out to families after the Masses. So the whole family is involved, and the family starts going to the church. They feel welcomed. They send the children to to the Catholic school, then to the youth ministry. And little by little, those children, you know, they learn that the church is their home. That they find something useful in the church for them. Yeah. That God is healing. That God is close to them. That right. God is a friend. So when they grow, when they reach the age of making decisions about their life, God is not a foreign thing for them. Right. And the life of the church is not a scary, institutional, cold thing that they right. try to, you know, to enter into because they already belong to something that is beautiful, something that is warm, something that is nice from when they were very young. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why we have several vocations from that parish, because as you see, the work of the promotion of vocations starts since the first day when that when a young couple comes to the church with mm-hmm. their children or before, mm-hmm. before they have children, they are welcomed. So yeah. it's nothing new for them. So that's what I'm trying to to work in the other parishes. And it's, it's not me. It's not Father Memo. It's the work of the whole right. n- n- the universal church expressed in the United States and more concretely here in our diocese through the work of Bishop Jaime Soro. Yeah. Yeah, so, and sometimes you get vocations from outside the diocese. That's correct. Mm, That's less in numbers because Mm -hmm. when a young man, for instance, I meet a young man who is in one of the colleges and he comes to me, hey, Father, I would like to be a priest for your diocese. Mm, Once I figure out the priesthood is his vocation, I... I, I need to be ethical in this in this in this in this way. I need to say to this guy, you know, your family is not in California mm-hmm. or is not in this in this diocese, your family right. is in another place. Right. I invite you to consider applying in that diocese. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because sooner or later I know you will miss your family. Your your parents will grow older, they will need you and, and I know you will you will feel like broken. But sure. You know? Sure. Uh, as has happened with several of our priests, you know, that their, their parents are in another place. And and then there is a moment when they even have to ask for, for permission from sure. Bishop to leave and to go and take care of their parents. So um, it's easier for a man whose parents live in this diocese. However, we are open in, and the, if that man is generous enough to say, well, my the disciples of Jesus left Behind everything, everyone, sure, sure. I will do it. If the Lord is calling me to serve in this diocese as well, and we welcome, we yeah. welcome them. And certainly, we uh, in the history of this diocese, we've started with a lot of priests and nuns from Ireland, and we have a great number from Mexico, from the Philippines, uh, on and on and on. Actually, yes, the, the grand, the, the great majority of the the priests that we work here in this diocese and religious sisters don't belong to this diocese. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. But the emphasis now really is on this diocese, isn't it? Correct, correct. Yeah. Bishop Soro years ago, several years ago, said, I want to work in the local vocations, mm-hmm. no more importing priests. We keep on, on importing priests because we are in need of them. We're in need, sure. But no any more seminarians. Right. Because we want to really work on, on the local men. Because who else knows the culture and the language than the local guys? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So... When somebody comes to you says, "I think maybe maybe I want to consider the priesthood," there's a 
it isn't, oh, yeah, here's where you sign up. That's not that quick. No, it's not that quick. No, no anymore. In the past, a few years ago, that was very quick. You know, hey, Father, you know, I think I, uh, I don't know, maybe I can be a priest. Oh, yes. <laughs> like a boom, next month, you are in the seminary. No anymore. No anymore. Yeah. The church is wise enough, and we know that that human beings, we need more time to discern, to be prepared, to and to be prepared to enter a, a very huge commitment. Sure. So that's why uh, we take we take time with the guys. We accompany them. I accompany them by meeting with them on monthly basis. Then I have a, a, a Zoom meeting. It's a meeting on Zoom because we have men from different areas of the diocese sure. and they cannot come physically to, to see me. So there are like, in the list, there are like 20-something men who belong to that Zoom discernment meeting, I call it. And and we gather every every month and we are following a book from Father um, Brennan is about a priest, what, what a priest does, uh, that is called To Save a Thousand Souls. Great, great book, very well written. And we follow that book and we discuss. I invite seminarians to be present in those meetings uh, because in, since it is through Zoom, it's easy for our seminarians to, to mm-hmm. be present. And it's a good opportunity for our men to start being more ex- exposed to this. Then there are activities that we offer throughout the year, like a discernment retreat, like the one that, that yes, happened at St. Patrick's St. Patrick Seminary offers at the beginning of the year a discernment retreat, a weekend discernment retreat, and it's a very good opportunity for men to, you know, to have a little taste of what is right. to be in the seminary. They actually see the seminary, too. Yes, yeah. yeah. And then I offer also, like, as I will announce, in April 1st, we are doing a one-day discernment retreat for men and women. This is for men and women. We will invite religious sisters religious brothers and diocesan priests to be present in this event. So it's a great opportunity for, you know, young men, young women who are young adults, 19 to 35 years old, to come and to, you know, to check how they feel being there present. And you're calling it vocare? Vocare. Vocare. Vocare, which means... Who are you called to be? Yeah, God is calling. That's that's, that's, calling, yes, from Latin word. So this is something that I offer for young adults, plus different activities throughout the year. For young people, as as you know, we offer for girls, teenage girls, for instance, we have the, the Deus Vocat coming mm-hmm. up. It's a retreat for teenage girls, 13 to 17 years old. This is going to be on April 21st to 23rd here in Trinity Pines, Colfax. This retreat for girls is And that's, that's uh, overnights, well, two, two, two nights, three Correct. days and two nights. Whereas the Vocari is, will, is a one day here at the Pastoral Center in Sacramento. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. For both boys and girls. Yeah, correct. Right. Vocari is for men and women, adults, and those vocat yeah, only for boys, girls. Yeah, yeah. yeah only right. for girls. And it's very good, you know. The, inscript, the, the registrations are open. People can go to our website, in the Dios Sacramento website, and just check on the vocations area, and the link for the registration is there. And then there's Vocat for boys is in July. The the retreat for boys, teenage boys, which is called Quovaris, Quovaris is yeah. in July 28th to 30th. So it's also a weekend, the last weekend of July, and it's only for boys. In both retreats, Deus Vocat for Girls and Quovaris for Boys, we invite religious sisters for the girls, mm-hmm. religious brothers for the boys, and also more diocesan priests as well. So that, you know, our young people may have the opportunity to 
to see what is how a religious sister looks like or a religious brother, but also we invite married couples to speak about the beauty of the sacrament of marriage, which is is something that our, our children need to hear about. Mm-hmm. Because when we when we talk, unfortunately, as adults, when we talk about marriage, it's only about bad things. I'm tired. I have been cheated. My husband or my wife cheated on me. Whatever. So it's a lot of negativity. So they need to hear something. They, not something good. They need to hear the truth about the, the sacrament of marriage, which is something good for the salvation of the of the spouses. That's why God instituted it. <laughs> Otherwise, this would not exist. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's right there in the Bible. Yeah. The, the wedding feast of Cana, uh, yeah. among many other things. But but it's right there. It's not like it's not made up by man. No, correct, no. It's ordained by God. And it's so beautiful and so powerful. Yeah. So all those kind of things we offer as part of the, the work on the promotion of vocations and like being here in the radio too, you know. I know people are listening to us and and if they are they are adults, I hope they can consider giving the thought of why not? Why not to be a priest? Why not serving and giving my time, talent, and treasure forever to the Lord and, and the society and the church by being a priest? If somebody said, Father... We've only got two minutes. Explain who you're looking for. What, what would you say? As a vocational director, what, what yeah. I'm looking for. Who are you looking for for, for the vocation? What, what kind of person are you looking for? I'm looking for good, healthy young men who are generous. That's it. Good, healthy young men who are generous. Mm-hmm. That's it. No need to be perfect. No need to be a saint. No need to be the smartest guy or the more athletic guy. No. As long as he is good and healthy, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and generous. With that, with these three characteristics, the Lord can do wonderful things. Mm. That's perfectly said. Mm. Although the athletic part, now, we have to admit, we do have a pre-seminary in basketball game. Yes. I remember a couple of years ago, we had a soccer game, too. Yeah. Which, and... The parishioners love it. They do. <laughs> and you are part of that, too. And I'm part of it, yeah. <laughs> yes, of course, we have opportunities to invite the whole family to see how priests also we have fun and we do fraternal activities that are fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I I remember it's always been at Christian Brothers, a basketball game. Yes, we are very thankful and, to them. And packed, just packed. And everybody has their favorite priest that they're rooting for. Of course, yes. They come and cheer for their own pastor. Yeah. That's yeah. expected. And also for the seminarians. And know. for the seminarians, too. And you get to see the seminarians and then to, to see everybody with with the bishop singing yes, Salve bishop Regina at the end. That's uh, beautiful. It's just with their arms linked, and it's just beautiful. That's beautiful. So, yes, you see, throughout the year we have different activities, like the dinner. Also, we have a dinner. During right. the summer in June, it will be late late June. We'll we'll give people more information on that. But everybody's invited to that. Yeah, it's a wonderful opportunity uh, to hear about vocations, but also to to meet our seminarians. Yeah, and I I encourage people to bring bring their kids, bring your teenagers, bring you know. And you let know. me tell you something. We are working. Bishop wants to that the parishes re. Revive, I can say the word revive, the altar servant ministry. Uh-huh. So that's so needed. We go to different parishes, and I don't see altar servers. Or mm-hmm. they are the only ones. I mean, only three guys who mm-hmm. are instead of three mm-hmm. girls, and and that's it. So we need to revitalize 
that service, that ministry, because that service, through that service, many young people can, you know, experience the presence of God. They feel that they are useful, and families participate as well in, in the ministry of the church. So that's also an invitation for everyone to, to consider bringing your children to be altar servers. Children and some parishes also welcome young adults. So, which yeah, is good. you know, it's it's one of the special parts of the of the end of vocations dinner is when the bishop uh, reads the names of the, or maybe I read the names and the bishop yeah. hands them certificates, yeah, right. and they just bounce up there to meet the bishop and yes. and to get shake his hand and take a picture yeah. and and uh, um, you can see how enthusiastic they are. That's a big moment for the kids. Yeah. And it's, 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 I I remember there was one family and I think the child's first name was Sunday. I think it was a girl. Okay. And and she got, she got introduced Sunday, whatever her last name was. And and the the crowd got a real kick out 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 of that. Yeah. No, there are good moments, good moments, good, good opportunities for all the family to participate and to have the, the opportunity to pray for vocations and to work on vocations and, and to be involved into this, you know, in the end, the point is to to be holy. That's right. the end. That's what God wants of all of us, to be holy. That's why we go for Mass. That's why we have the sacraments. That's why we participate in different things. And that's why families are invited to work in the in bringing their, fam- their own families to holiness. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, you're talking about St. Mel's, and I know a lot, a lot of uh, um, our parishes are trying to do the same thing. Uh, they have a lot of social events, too. They have to... Remember they had some uh, dance party, you know, and bring your kids and bring, you know, just things where, like you say, this is your home. You, you know, you have your home, but this is also your home exactly. where, where you should. And, and I always try to remind people, especially at Christmas and Easter, when maybe people show up that you haven't seen all year. Yeah. Be welcoming. Yeah. You know, be, be welcoming. Let them know that uh, they have a home there. Exactly. And that's key. Yeah. That's key. Hospitality is key in our parish. Yeah. So once a candidate, you, you, you've accepted them, and then, then do they, they start? Some might have a college degree. Most probably don't. That's correct. Uh, we encourage young men to have college degree because that, help, that gives them the opportunity to grow and mature in their humanity, you know, they have the, the opportunity to have a job. They have the opportunity to mingle with more people. They have the opportunity to know themselves, their talents, but also their their flaws mm-hmm. and, and, and their sinfulness as well. Uh, so they know more about themselves and more, more and more about the world. Because in the end, as a diocesan priest, we are no monks. I mean, we are called to be in the world and to serve humanity right. in the world, not right. outside of the world. So we need to... to to know how to right. live here, you know. Exactly. Nobody, nobody is not for, it's an escapism, you know. Nobody becomes a priest in order to escape from, from the world. That Actually, that's not even Christian. That idea of escaping from mm-hmm. the world is not really Christian. The Lord never said, well, at the end of the book of, of the Gospel of Matthew, you know, when he is risen and he's ascending to heaven, he didn't say, well, all power has been given to me. Yeah. Go and hide yourselves <laughs> from the world. No, right. he said, go and baptize, go, go and evangelize, and ba- go and bring the good news to everyone. Exactly. Or it's uh, it's not about hiding and escaping. So that's why, um, that's why, yeah. Yeah. St. Ignatius said, go, go forth and set the world on fire. 
Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> you Somebody have better memory than me. I think me. it was St. Ignatius, but I'm not sure. Yeah. But, but yeah, but it's like, it's like, yeah, let's. So that's why a man who has a college degree, that man is more mature, that man has more experience in life, which is very good. And, and, and he can even offer better things, you know, more things for, for, a, for the society when he's ordained. That doesn't mean that a, a young man who has just finished the high school, who has a, an emotional maturity and mm-hmm. spiritual maturity cannot be accepted. I mean, sure. we have accepted men, young men who are emotionally and spiritually mature uh, to the seminary, and they do the college as seminary. At, at the seminary, yeah. 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 And it's the, a possibility. The, the two we use primarily are St. Patrick's in Mendel Park and uh, Mount Angel up in uh, Oregon. Correct, correct. Bishop Sorry is very pleased with the, with the formation that these two seminaries offer, other than they are close to us, close mm-hmm. to home. So that's why we, we choose them. And, and is, is that an option we have? Could we send them to other seminaries? That's just something we've, we've decided that that's the best place for, for our folks. That's correct. We can send our seminaries anywhere we want, but we chose, Bishop chose to send them only to these two particular seminaries. Right. Wow. It's, yeah, yeah, and 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 then it could be six, seven, eight, ten years down the road when they're actually ordained to the priesthood. Depends on different factors, but um, because you know, before was based only on on pr- primarily on the academics. If the guy was just checking the boxes, doing everything he had to do, he was ordained in after college in seven years. Uh-huh. Easy. But now we see that that's not enough. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. enough. It's formation into priesthood entails more than, you know, right. making the brain grow. It's, it's about the heart. It's about the whole humanity, the capacity of the man to, to be open, to love everyone with a chaste heart and generous heart. So that might take longer. So now we are more focused on to the formation. To, and we ask ourselves, before bringing the man to the next year of formation, we ask, is this man ready? No mm-hmm. academically only, mm-hmm. but is ready as a man, as a person, as a Christian, as a disciple of Jesus to go to the next level or not? And you've actually started another year at the seminary? Uh, there was, uh, there is a year that is called Propeduric right, year. Right. That Propeduric year is a year of preparation as the, as the name says very clearly. <laughs> Yes. Everybody knows the meaning of preparatory. Right. Excuse me. I'm just kidding. So it's a preparation. It's a year of preparation that entails going into into the spirituality. It's like like the religious communities. They have their novitiate time right. when they are more um, having an intense formation on spirituality and in in, in their humanity, um, having psychological tools for the guys to know themselves and to build up community, to know how to to know how to build up community. The same happens at the seminaries right now. Because we live with so much individualism, you know, with this world telling us constantly, you are your own. You are on your own. Nobody has to tell you what to do. You are the owner of your body. Uh, nobody knows better than you. You just follow follow to your feelings. That promotes a lot of individualism and mm-hmm. isolation. Sure. So young people don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to live with other people. They don't know how to communicate. And as a consequence, they don't know how to give themselves to others. Mm-hmm. It's about ourselves. So this time of propedeutic, even though even though it's only one year, sets the the foundations yeah. for yeah. those men to be open to God and to those who surround them. Very good. Father? Always a joy to see you. 
the same year. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thanks for having us. God bless, and we'll look forward to seeing you again real soon. God bless you all, and keep us all in your prayers as everybody who's listening to, listening to us are in my prayers as well. Your prayers are, our prayers are guaranteed for you, Father. Thanks so much. Thank you. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in healthcare, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, You can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of of Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, They continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, They're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. And we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, long-standing support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates. Sing in vain tonight May the word